everyone welcome to the isis paper discussions of chapter three a unified field theory psychiatry and um getting started i just want to ask um everyone a question are, are you understanding um the unified field theory are you understanding what she's getting at with um being able to predict uh, minor and major behavior patterns of collectives understanding the system by supremacy yes. it's hit or miss for me i do understand um but i think it gets like patchy for me because as i was going on like through the chapter of chapter three i kind of got lost again so i wasn't sure like because they started spitting out a lot of other theories and um just other random like oh like her sexism refers to this as sexism and other things so it's very interesting um how this has like how she developed it right how she described it so i think i'm a little bit lost but i do understand like the basis of it mm. Mm. okay anyone else Yeah, I feel like um, I'm kind of with Ray also, but there are sections of this, they did mention something in here that um, once you kind of realize or, and are able to identify like the unified field theory, how everything kind of makes sense and all starts to click. If, I, if I'm, you know, if you guys are following me. Um, but yeah, so I kind of feel like, yeah. I definitely, I definitely would say it is very hit or miss with me, but I think I'm on the right path. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll, I'll wait till everyone tries to answer until I give a response to everyone. Anyone else like care to share? Like I don't know how to put it into words. <laughs> hmm? I said I feel like I'm not gonna put it into words correctly, but I under I, I feel like I understand what it's saying. Okay. I mean the ba the basic idea I, f I feel like is that um, the dominant race is you know jealous and they won't stop at anything you know to push this idea forward or gaslighting another group of people. Okay. Everything kind of goes back to that to me. Um, but I to be more, you know, in depth. Like I want to learn more about it, you know? Like it's an interesting topic. Uh -huh. Um well yeah, so basically uh, what she's getting at is that like um no matter how big or small like of the the behavior, the symbol the action, the thought, it is, first of all, like everything's connected, everything's interrelated. Like that, that is a law that um, came with the universe. And it's something that um, for some reason, um, only like Albert Einstein is a physicist who like was aware of this and put this in his theories. So um, everything's connected. And she says that through the unified field theory, everything is connected and, and because of the system of white supremacy, everything is designed to support this system. Therefore, everything 
can be contextualized if you contextualize it under the system of white supremacy. So um, I like to give like, um, I can give an example of that, but I have to jump ahead a little bit. And um, let me read this, this part for a little bit. So it says, this is on page 45. It says, heretofore, no Western behavioral scientists had recognized the single connecting thread of logic permeating seemingly unrelated phenomena such as lynching, smoking objects, bullfights, chocolate candy with nuts. So I could stop there. But she she eventually goes on to say like this long list of seemingly unconnected things are connected. So I'm gonna share my screen and remind everyone with um, of that graph we saw last week. So you guys see this, right? Yeah, Sherry. Like so, ch imagine chocolate candy being one of the dots, right? Mm -hmm. And imagine the Congolese genocide is, is also one of the dots. Seemingly unconnected, right? Mm -hmm. All right, but if you understand that there's levels to this and you get to the root of it, you can see that it's very connected at the very core. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna give you an example. And I, and I, I mentioned those two things very for, for very specific reasons. So I'm gonna share something else with you guys. Yeah, I see this? Mm-hmm. You guys see this candy? Yes, wow. yes we do. And you guys see this picture? I remember this. <laughs> do you guys can see how these things are related? Absolutely. So we're able to decode these things, contextualizing it to white supremacy. This, of course, is a, a Belgium candy, the people who committed the atrocities seen here. So in a unified filter, everything's connected. All behaviors. Oh, I'm sorry, but that is so. Yeah, it's been on the screen for a that, while. No, I know that, but it's it's just really like a lot. Like, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I think the I think the book, the delectable Negro. So I does does this um, clear things up with the unified field theory a little bit? Definitely, definitely, because a lot of people would definitely make the claim like, oh, it's just candy, but obviously there's symbols and things behind that clearly. <laughs> yeah. Peanut, peanut M&Ms, just a bunch of, you know, different colored um, balls that, you know, you just gobble up. So everything can be contextualized and understood. <laughs> like, does anyone have it? Um, I don't have anything and like the earlier bits of the chapter to share. So does anyone have anything that they wanna share from the, the chapter? Any questions, comments? I have a comment. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But um, I find it interesting what you just said, because when I was younger, when people would try to point out those types of things, like how you just said the colors of the candy and that kind of thing, people, I noticed people would call them crazy immediately. And it always led me to try to investigate, like, what, what is it about that where someone would think that that's crazy? Maybe it's real if people are pointing their finger to it, like there's something wrong with it and they have to say that it's, you know, crazy. Maybe that's actually the truth, you know? Very true. Because ignorance is considered crazy. Right. When you don't understand something, it's crazy. Yeah. When really you're just ignorant to it. Part of the system seems like they kind of brainwash people to believe that the truth is, you know, people who tell the truth are, are something wrong with them because that's how they keep pushing their agenda. Yes, like, and, th and this chapter is a really good example of how, you know, psychiatry is supposed to, like, you know, keep society, uh, you know, sane and in tune with reality. Psychiatry don't do that. It perpetuates, you know, racist science. And you, know, you see that and eugenics perpetuated in the early 1900s, late 1800s. And we see psychiatry not doing Black people justice and helping Black people deal with their, you know, mental illness of dealing, of living in a system of white supremacy. So any comments about the chapter before we move forward? Mm, not at all. I just, I think, I don't know, just the fact that Albert Einstein was kind of like, she uh, kind of mentioned her work about Albert Einstein. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't speak like positive towards me or very negative. It just is, I don't know if it's just like a statement or something. But I can see why she would use Albert Einstein to make the reference. I think that definitely helps a lot of people, you know, educated and uh, or not. Yeah. Yeah. She says she was in the Albert Einstein camp of like trying to, like he, he was trying to do it like on a much more like scientific term, but yeah. like to connect like the manifestations of like you know the the universe and like how yeah. all these chemicals and molecules are like connected and, and she's doing the same thing but in the way people behave and how the way systems and society is ran so there like she you know was able to figure it out luckily you know maybe it was that extra melanin she had <laughs> in her nervous system yeah <laughs> Okay. I found something interesting um, when I was reading it where she talks about like uh, the field of psychiatry and how she uh, pretty much just said like hey this is what they impose on us like this is what they want you to believe and um, what you want you to be behave so they create these rules like um, she, there's this part on page 40 that says this, the rules about which history and which mortality um, are, sorry, where am I at? Sorry, sorry. Uh, the rules about which history and which morality to accept are not clearly described in the biological, um, psychodynamic and behavioral paradigms. What is required of us is moral ambition and to our um, composite sketch becomes a true portrait of humanity we must live with our uncertainty and I really felt <laughs> as though she was just like hey don't believe them 
because they're so much uncertain and they're going to try to make you believe. Um, but I have no answers. Right. And I just felt like it was just like that real moment of just saying like, Hey, although I'm writing this, I don't have every single answer. So we must learn how to live with this uncertainty and move forward. So that was very interesting how she wrote that. No, I don't, wait, wasn't she, is that on page? Yeah, I think, no, that's not her speaking. That's Dr. Stone. Oh the, yeah, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Stone. Yeah, yeah. So that's how they are, how he felt, how, how he was going about psychiatry. Does that change anything about what you um, just said, Ray? No. <laughs> it's just, it's, I like the fact that this like portion of discussion was implemented in these essays. It's basically what I'm trying to say. Um, mm -hmm. Because I feel like oftentimes when people have discussions, they're trying to immediately say like, oh, this is the right answer, you know? Like, there's no uncertainty. This is it. And what you believed was all wrong and all the rules you believed is wrong. And they come up with all these new solutions or these new things. But what it's saying here is like, hey, there is some uncertainty and we have to learn to live with uncertainty, but also, right, create our new rules and find a new way. So this is a great, this is a great conversation to implement within these essays um, because I think it's very important too, like, hey, there is uncertainty. Because I like when people tell me there's uncertainty and stop giving me just answers all the time. Well, I, I personally think she's mentioning that as just one of the many indications of people lacking melanin being unable to find the truth and you know decode reality accurately because you know I, I think it's very important to understand like the universe and because that's how you solve problems I believe by understanding things and I think that's what she's trying to get at but I could be wrong um anyone else have anything else to share so um 42 um this is from um or this is from Einstein this is from George Thomas Thomas's following statements, which appear in Einstein, The Life and Time. So it says, whenever a system is really complicated, as in the brain or in an organized community, interdeterminacy comes in, not necessarily because of H constant, but because to make a prediction, so many things must be known that the that stray consequences of studying them will disturb the status quo, which can never therefore be discovered. History is not and cannot be de determined. The supposed causes only may produce the consequences that we expect. So this person, George Thomas, I don't, I don't know what they have been classified as, but this person is aware that, you know, if you discover like the truth of something, maybe like um, the truth of anything, 
and it would disrupt the status quo. And the status quo is basically, I understand the status quo to be like culture. And I think the status quo being dominant culture, dominant culture being white supremacy, racism. So and if you were to like, if, if the public were to know like the truth of what's going on, then that may produce like a lot of like people wanting like a change or an improvement in the status quo. So that's why I feel like a lot of this information will not be found in like what we call like academia or will not be easily accessible or be used in what we call like documentaries because, you know, the truth they say shall set you free. And if you want to control people, I don't think it's a good thing to have them to be free. And it also says history is not and cannot be determined. I think this is what this white person, what this maybe white person is saying that um, you can't use history like to like, you know, contextualize or to make like decisions. Because I think if we look uh, back at history, we see uh, white people just going to place after place and terrorizing and killing non-white people and taking all their stuff and taking their land. So why can't we like take that that long record and like say, okay, white people, we don't want to do you guys anymore because you guys have a long record of like you know abusing us and we're over it. You know we want like we want to get away from y'all. Why can't we do that? Because we're not white and white supremacy can't allow that. But it, well, it makes logical sense to want to do that if you understand history and you want to contextualize like history with, you know, your future decisions. But for some reason, that's not an option. White supremacy has us captured. We're all prisoners of war for a reason. Any, I don't have any comments on that or anything else in the book, this chapter. No, that was straight fire. So I thank you for uh, that enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense, especially like in the context of literally like tomorrow, people are voting in this election. It's like literally deja vu, nothing has changed. And apparently like it was supposed to be this huge wake up call, but it's like, I agree, like people, if you don't have access to like, like the actual history, we just keep going into these like endless cycles of like trauma, um, like yeah, trauma, protest, vote, <laughs> like and literally, and everyone going through it. It's like and the ruling class knows. Just give them their catharsis, you know. Let them break things for a little. They'll go back home and go back to work in like a month or so, you know. Yeah, literally, what happened? It's crazy. <clears throat> yep. Ah, everything is interrelated. Everything, unfortunately, is designed some way, shape, or form, maintain or refine this culture that is called racism and white supremacy. Does everyone understand the, the behavioral energy equation of white over non-white or white power over non-white powerness this does everyone know what that looks like in this system can someone give some examples or an example <laughs> the what? question one more time so 
Um, does everyone know like um, what she so she she says like there's a behavioral energy equation, and it's um white power over non-white powerlessness, or white over non-white. So does everyone know what this means and what this looks like? Does someone try to give an uh, example or share like a, maybe an, an experience that may even indicate yeah. that I, I am in the power equation of being um, in the powerless category? Like, uh, like when they, when, when they, when they um, target people of color to pull them over, like before they've done anything wrong, instead of waiting until they've done something actually wrong, a lot of times they just run the plates if they see the color. And then that makes um, it makes a minority more likely to get locked up. And then after they get locked up, then it takes them away from their family, which means that the you know the dominant race becomes more powerful every time that happens. Yeah, police. Yeah, police brutality, uh, <clears throat> the prison system. Uh, God, entertainment. You know. Oh, that's um, enough. Projects. Mm -hmm. basically taking the black man out of the home in order for the black woman to get a place to stay mm -hmm. happens in education as well um, targeting non-white students uh, and putting their education or experience or even just like their grade or Everything that has to do with education and danger, um, I, I'm thinking of like even in elementary school, how um, little black boys, right, are targeted more often than any other race or any other gender in, in lower education. So it's very interesting how this is present in education, and it's, it happens with kids, you know. So it's crazy, like with kids. Yeah, I think a really good um, example of um, white power over non-white powerlessness is it just came to mind. I remember during the the Black Lives Matter protest, George Floyd protest, really, really early on, early on, um, there was like um, these black store owners who had called the cops because they thought their um, place was gonna get looted. The cops got there and the cops are antagonizing them. You know, they call the cops. It, it took a white person to say, hey, they call the cops for the cops to stop antagonizing them. So, I remember seeing that, yeah. So, so that's um, white power over non-white powerlessness. You know, white people have the power. You know, just because you call the cops and you're black. All right. Yeah. Even when I call, they had to call the cops, unfortunately, on someone having a, um, just having a, a, a bad episode. Like the the Asian cop, he saw me. He got the lights ready. I was like, "Oh, calm down, cowboy. I don't need that for today." But I, <laughs> you know, but I was aware why he did that, and I know like the energy field that I live in. So I wasn't surprised that he did that at all. You know? but, yeah, mate. Another uh, Black Lives. Also, just a comment on that. Um, I do remember going to some of these protests, and. Um, a lot of like, I think I went to one George Floyd protest that ended at like City Hall. And, you know, it was a lot of like uh, protesters out there, but the people that were speaking and like running it were all like white people, like liberals and literally like 
the people that were they had like the police out you know in front of like city hall and on the uh steps and like all the people that were like aggressively getting in their faces were just all white people and like as you can see like non-white people were kind of like behind them and kind of just like on the ground but a clear a clear example like oh yeah i, I even remember seeing like um like some protesters protesting at a party not even probably posting maybe just hanging out or just like doing some demonstration the cops come and single out the black person and pull him out pull him away from his so-called protesting buddies friends i don't know what they want to call each other but i like this why protesting is not constructive because you get <laughs> you don't have the power to like you know to be immune from being targeted or attacked by like by the by the racist soldiers because that was a definitely a racist attack Terror, racist terrorist attacks. I've seen one on camera before. I've seen plenty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Any more comments or keep on going? Let's keep on going. Let's see. Let's keep going, man. Let's... Oh, and like, also, the reason why this power equation exists, do you all know why this power equation exists and needs to exist for this system? Please, I don't please know. remind me. So, uh, Wait, Z, did you say you do? No, I said I don't. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it exists for white genetic survival. You know? Okay. And Thank you. Thank yeah, you for the reminder. And, and that's something in itself that was on chapter, um, I think, two. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, why genetic survival is the reason the system exists. It's basically white people are global recessive minority, meaning they like are like one of the few peoples who are melanin deficient, opposed to ninety percent plus of the world's population who are melanin producing people. So if they so they believe. If they um, so they believe or feel uh, subconsciously or unconsciously, you don't know. It has to be determined. It doesn't matter. But they believe or feel that if they don't have the system that kills people who are non-white and puts them at the very top of this social ladder, that they will go extinct. And they do have low fertility rates. Google them. Google like. Um, just Google fertility issues and then you're going to see a bunch of like white articles pop up. I just posted on my Facebook actually that Warsaw just had the largest, one of the largest protests ever because they are, are trying to stop um, white women from getting abortions. But wow. if you understand why, if you understand racism by supremacy, you understand that white people have a very very hard time killing their white babies because they understand that like you know they need their numbers they need as many as them as possible because their numbers have historically been low this is why it's always like a big issue when they want to kill white babies but as we learned last week um they have no issue killing non-white babies especially black babies so yeah people think like oh, they want to control women's bodies it, it's, it's more than that they want to control you know white genetic survival but don't they want to control like the white female productive body as well as suppose they want to be superior 
as um to mm-hmm. oppress the white woman as well due Part to the culture i believe yeah um, I don't know. It could be a want, but I don't think they care that they're oppressing their their woman. They've been oppressing their woman since they were living in like the ice mountains. That's why. That's why I believe that that is just literally a part yeah. of the culture. Like, yeah, the, that is, you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying that. Yeah, oppressing their women is literally indebted. Like, it's in their culture. You know, and this is why I keep telling. I come on here every day, and I'm like, Zeke talks shit about Sopranos, but this is a straight, great white show that decode like the way they interact with their women. You can just because white men don't value anything; they don't value life, so they literally just All don't even money. care about their women. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, you're definitely right. We, we learned that in a later chapter. I believe that white men historically like hate their female counterpart which is like makes sense because um you know total opposite of um the african history and relationship between like the black male and the black female which has been like a total like union of like equal balance and of like understanding like just you know understanding that both are like powerful beings whereas the white male, the white man is just really bent on control and power. And the first, one of the first instances that he was able to, he's able to fulfill his like silly, his cultural need for control is by, is through controlling his female counterpart because he has more muscle mass because males have more muscle mass than females, generally speaking. See, and I think, I mean, I don't know how controversial this is, but I feel like a lot of the uh, narrative, you know, that like black men oppress like black women stems from that, that exact thing. And because, you know, we live in a society where, you know, we've all adopted this culture and of course you see it in households and stuff, but there's just a very distinct difference between what is actually going on. Cause it's not the majority, you know? I don't think at least, but you guys get what I'm saying. But you know how on page 46, 47, it's basically saying like the white male is scared of like being a not eliminated basically. Yeah. And um, um, just the fear of the white woman wanting to be with a non-black person or just the white woman basically i gotta play that inferior role because if they don't play that inferior role um it's kind of like it's gonna annihilate it's gonna like eliminate their they're trying to be yeah. the superior yeah. race yeah like also um <laughs> like white men feels like so genetically inadequate so genetically inferior because and another reason this is also one of the reasons why they hate their woman and they envy their woman maybe because white a white man can, can never produce color it can never produce color at all whether unless it's like through tanning or other other unnatural means whether a white woman can produce a colored offspring because color plus white 
always equals color. So the white man knows that even, the white man believes and knows that even through um, the white male, white female producing a colored offspring, she has more power than him. Or he sees that I have I has more power. That's why makes sense. The and later Ooh. on, later on, field theory. Ooh. Yeah, and later on, we discover that um, the white the white woman is offering. Oh, I see. I just randomly turned the page and is right here. I'm, I'm just gonna read it. See, that's a true field right there coming in. Um, it it says um the white female. Um. What white page is male, it? Oh, my bad. Page 48. Thank you. White male must oppress the white female because the latter proclaims her ideal sex partner is tall, dark, and handsome. Should the white female to be permitted to have her freedom and sexually aggress against the dark, the, the dark man, the non-white male, white genetic annihilation will occur. So... Tomatoes, yeah. I just fire. Somebody put that on the song or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is this is like all makes sense. Yeah, people, people, like people. I heard this a lot growing up. People were saying, "Like, why people so crazy?" I'm like, "Yeah." (laughs) I I saw the joke like us. Like, I never paid no mind. It wasn't until much, much later in my life I would start to ask why. Why are white people so so called crazy? <laughs> and now we're learning. We're learning bits and bits and bits. Uh, yeah. Yeah, one comment. I just want to ask, um, as far as like the word like Western society, like Western culture, Western civilization, is that in term basically I think it's in here somewhere, but that is uh white supremacy almost perfect i mean white supremacy is all over the world but you know what i'm saying anybody know what i'm saying you know like white supremacy western culture is like the prime example of white supremacy i guess makes sense western culture is white supremacy okay yeah yes you know yeah she says well yeah she says um yeah i randomly am on this page as well it says the global, this is page 44, the global system of white supremacy is euphemistically referred to as Western civilization. Yes. So just how, so just how, just how race is racism, white supremacy is Western civilization because white people created a race so they can, so they can get some racism started. So they can mistreat people on the basis of their color. Um, so I have a question uh, for everyone. Um, can anyone name a more dominant culture that has the means to preserve its way of life? Then white culture? Then, yeah, the white supremacy culture. Absolutely. I mean... I would say Asia, but I don't know. I like the, like the Chinese culture. move a lot, a lot more, how do you say it, simpler to the white culture and they idolize them. That's what I've noticed a lot about Chinese culture is most yeah. people idolize the white man. Like if they see like, oh, like my kid or someone else's kid that's mixed, they'll be like, why not white guy? I've heard that so many times as yeah, if it's true. only their race or white and everything else is like garbage. Not mm. all, but a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, one other thing too about that is very interesting that I realized. Um, I was just randomly talking about like uh, war and stuff, and um, I think we had mentioned that other than like you know America and all the other great powers, Japan was actually one of the other great powers to actually like you know try and colonize a lot of the nations. I think it was with, yeah, you guys actually brought that up, but yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe Asian culture, but I would say that they just succumbed to white culture and then just modeled their shit off, off of that. But okay. I, but I would say no because white culture, Western culture, white supremacy is really the only one that really entices violence as a means. So I guess I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I mean, as far as the degrading of women, I mean, I feel like Chinese culture has a big part of even prior to that. I know I knew a few Chinese people um, that were women and were very depressed because they said that their parents wanted to throw them in the trash because that's the rules of their country because they were women. So they weren't considered as good as males, as big of money makers, as dominating. So they're considered trash. I, I I heard it was actually like um and I guess they have like you know there's like a population problem in China so yeah, I guess now, they have too many girls so yeah, the government we, encourages people to do that. Yeah, I think they had like the one the one okay. child. Oh, the one, one child, child too. Yeah, and, and people preferred um, males because um uh, either I don't I don't know if it was patriarchy or white supremacy. That got that um male was superior idea and over there, could I don't know. Uh, I'm not too familiar in um foreign so-called politics. I feel like I don't know, like how did all this spread so? I would want to know how all this spread so wide. How did they? get themselves perpetrated through all these cultures um, it, it is such a small population of them well and it's just like well white supremacy well like, i'm gonna give more people a chance to answer the, the question like do they feel like there's a more dominant culture than white supremacy uh before i i answer you Wait, what do you mean by dominant like within our society like we do what white people do. No, no, like the oh, well, he talking to him. Oh uh, well, like, I'm just saying, like, is there anything more like powerful, more popular, more dominant than white supremacist culture and what people do? Is there anything outside of that? Um, no, not really. I think most most it's very far to go. It's very hard to find a place that hasn't been influenced or coerced or colonized or forced yeah it's like to be it's like, like small individuals yeah, yeah like small groups are like the only ones that are like still doing that but on like a mass scale absolutely not uh, z what do you think well i think that there's no other place that I think. Ooh. Like when you're, do you feel like 
in Ghana, it's like, like, what do you, do you think their culture is more, is influenced by white people? Do you feel like it's more close to African culture? Mm, um, I think it's close to African culture, kind of. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this, Z. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Do you think um, a lot of people in Ghana try to act like Americans, like they're from America? Yeah. Sometimes, not all the time, though. Very true, though. Not all the time, but sometimes. And I think things are trying to change it over there, so it can be kind of like American. That's what I think. Yeah. Yes, I have to say, I have to um, chime in, Zuri said it. Um, I don't think, as of right now, I don't think that there's a, like a more popular quote-unquote culture um, due to, I have to say, like technology within, the, within America, how technology is used worldwide um, and has the ability to spread. But I think if there was a way, like other cultures, right, um, can spread worldwide then there is a possibility obviously white supremacy won't allow that so um yeah so right now no due to like technology and and the spread of information or even culture yeah yeah i agree with that ray i feel like everything is like hyper now like in terms of everyone being the same like I feel like it's gonna with technology. I feel like within the next couple of decades, like a lot of indigenous languages, there's gonna be a lot of kids who don't speak their indigenous languages and who speak either English or Spanish, or maybe like French. I think there's gonna be like I don't know, just like the advent of the internet, it helps people make con become connected. But since there's a dominant culture, it's reinforcing that dominant culture to everyone now, like all around the world in a faster way. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Technology is the new yeah. um, kind of eliminate, kind of superior that I guess the white people or the white supremacy are going to try to use to control more. Yeah. So, well, so Carice, to answer the question of how white supremacy is so global and so everywhere, well, it's basically like honest, like basically understanding like the simple definition of white supremacy, which is basically just a look around. Are people being mistreated on, on the basis of, of color? Uh, yeah, but how it got everywhere is that um, the way it maintains itself is that one of the stages is expanding. It like it, it expands. That explains. The Panama invasion, the Iraq invasion, and many invasions throughout. It explains like um, and and also one of the tools it uses divide and conquer. This is explained like North Korea, South Korea. Also, it perpetuates and maintains and refines itself through confusion and deceit. People don't walk around saying like um. White supremacy is is why, like you know, having economic issues, or white supremacy is why it's, it's like always all this garbage on TV. Or white supremacy is why I can't, you know, get the best job. You know, people don't don't know this information because they have have so much, so many words like 
that people use to describe problems that don't get to the root of the problem. And that's caused a lot of confusion and people use that to deceive. Hi, Z. Masses. Yeah, um, Carice, I, I think like that's such a good question. I literally thought about it all the time. And like, I still don't think I really understand it. Like, how could this small amount of people like literally control like everyone? I know like a lot of it like is what Swa was saying. Um, and it's also just like, they had a, like, I feel like gun, like the gun, which we'll read about in the book is like a really powerful force because a lot of other places didn't have guns at the time. I also think it's like, um, just manipulation because a lot of other tribes or ethnic groups, they didn't see white people as like, like white people saw themselves as a group. So no matter where they came from in Europe, let's say if they came to America, they were white and they were fighting against the native people and taking their land. But like indigenous people still saw themselves as, oh, I'm like a Chicksaw or whatever group they were part of. And so they were not coming together the same way that white people were. And I think that that also happened in Africa. There was a lot of disunity and a lot of places like, like China hasn't really, like China deals with its own issues, but I think because they were much more united as a region, they were able to like kind of fend off a little bit of like that. But now like China's culture and like it basically relies on exporting everything. I don't know, like there's, there's the violence that first started it, but now it's like economic violence where your country doesn't have money, will give you all these loans. But to get these loans, you have to cut your funding for schooling. You have to cut your funding for all these public services. So now all these countries are like in massive debt to America and the Western European countries. And they're also like cutting funding for all these things that are essential. Yeah. That makes Just sense. Like that makes more sense now. So I was thinking like way, way back in like the ancients. Like, how do we? Yeah, well, like, yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's much much easier to understand like thinking about in ancient terms because like white people literally were like devised like a, a science, like a a, a a science behind like lies and manipulation to. To, to get people to like, to get groups to like to, to divide themselves or to get people to trust them. They're the only people who like utilize lies and deceit as like um, a, a way of being, a way of existing. Like we, we, we write laws that we like would kill people for not following, but we would never like expect ourselves to follow these laws because we're the you know we're the rulers so it's so hypocritical and when you just behave this way you can really do anything you want like people do anything they want they do everything they want and so i noticed that at work yeah i noticed yeah. that, uh -huh. that often yes Andrew? <laughs> i said at work i noticed at work oftentimes um, white people would steal but they would never be suspected of it and like if a black person if if they accidentally took money like once someone accidentally took five dollars um they fired them on the spot but if it's a white person there's like verbal warning yeah white supremacy in effect right there 
Yep. Yeah, that's what happens when you get um from like birth, 24 hours a day messages that, you know, blacks are criminals, black is bad, and white is benevolent, white is good. This this is the kind of behavior patterns you will you can expect to see. Unfortunate. Um Okay, um, so I think it's important to share this as well. Maybe talk about it. It's on page 49. Uh, it says, these patterns of neurochemistry and behavior consist with various degrees of mental illness on the basis of a positive self-image and self-concept, the brain evolve. The brain computer evolves patterns of neurochemistry, logic, thought, action, emotional response, and perception that are self and group supporting and productive of harmony in the universe. These are patterns of neurochemistry and behavior consistent with mental health. So, do we feel like I want to have a question for you guys? Do we feel like we live in a um, society that produces? Um, behavior that will create a harmony in the universe or do you think the society produces something else easy easy question easy <laughs> anybody else want to try easy come on <laughs> okay yeah, well, everyone i want everyone to answer if they can i just i just want to add okay i think i've been thinking when you read that line so wait, wait, i, I, I want to add the question too i want to add to the question too and like do we think like the the global collective of like the world has a, a positive self-image? No, I want to add to the question. So, do we think that like what what do we think the global collective of people self-images and do you think this society produces um behavioral patterns to produce harmony? Well, definitely not. Um, Absolutely not. Thinking. Nope. This country is an individualistic country and it's um, rooted on competition. So with that already in mind, there's no way harmony can exist because everyone is competing to be the prettiest, to be the best, to be the um, next top model or whatever it is, right? Everyone is in this competition of trying to find themselves and never really getting there because they don't understand how to live on this planet in a harmony way right it, that's all they, they they literally grew up from very like as soon as you're out of the room it's already competition whether it's competition with your siblings it's competition with your neighbor as soon as you get to school this is like reinforced and it, it continues to be reinforced within even society how the job actually application pool is and then thinking of um black people or non-white people on this earth they're double double competing right because they're not even accepted in the first round so the second round it's like we're all competing for the last spot right if there is a spot so yeah it doesn't exist here yeah i want to comment on what you said ray because i think it's um, really important to understand that yes society is very very individualistic even white people behave in an individualistic way sometimes but they are programmed um, 
on their frequency that at the end of the day that they are aware that they're a part of the global white collective and they as a collective is a dominant or the dominant one that they have all the power. So this country is really under, only individualistic when it comes to people who are non-white a lot of the times because there's less unity, especially among black people where there's the least unity among um, our people because there's such division that has been created among um, people who have been classified as black. So, question. sorry, I know we're gonna answer this question, but just really quickly, Swa. Mm -hmm. So say like, as you said, like, oh, they have like this sense of like collectiveness, like right? white people have this sense of um, collectiveness and then non-white uh, people have like this sense of just um, like disruption or individualistic mindset. But going back to the collectiveness mindset for white people, do you think that they intentionally made it this way or it kind of just happened this way because of the power uh, or the way they manipulated others? You know, I think something that was, was super successful for them was they um, stopped destroying each other and religion helped them do that a lot. They stopped destroying each other and they just directed all that energy towards everyone else. So they, they are a people, I believe, that needs to destroy, that needs conflict, that needs like an enemy. So instead of having them amongst themselves, like they did in ancient times, um, we learned that um, Constantine um, converted like the Roman Empire to a Christian empire and that like segue like the unification of white people. So the, they, they went from like fragmented whites to like, like the white collective under the guise of Christianity. And it just evolved from there and refined from there. And um, through their conquering, they divided us, divided our collective. So anyone else want to answer the question? Do you think we were I do. Okay, Z. I think that, well, can you tell me the question one more time, please? Because I have bad memory. Do you think we live in a um, society that produces harmonious behavior? Like meaning like where everyone gets along and like there's no like destruction. I think that I agree with Ray's that um there that a lot of people do competitions and at school there's a lot of people being saying that not like I'm prettier or something or stuff about that. Like people are prettier. That's what and there's a lot of more problems. That's why I don't think there's a there's stuff that's awesome about this this country or something. That's all. I see. Thanks for sharing, Z. Great, great, great insight. And really, really keep away from the girls who are like comparing each other to being prettier. That's that's not the way you are. Tell them, y'all, we can't have white supremacy having us act this way anymore. We got to do better. You know, we, That's why I'm not friends with my friends anymore. Yeah, it's tough out here. I call them friends, too. So I'm everybody not your friend. It's okay. Sometimes nobody's your friend. Yeah. <laughs> that part. See. Okay, I think it's time to get into um, closing 
closing um closing comments unless anyone have anything to to share from the later chap part part of the chapter yeah, I think the important thing to understand here is the unified field theory. I think sports, sports is one of the main ways that our society um, encourages competition. And I mean, sports is cool, but how competitive they make it and how, how they run the people into the ground because they can do something well. I think that that puts the bar up so much higher. So it becomes not fun anymore. It's more about like who's better than who, you know, not just, you know, playing in your spare time or fun as part of American culture. Uh, Sandra, yeah, you're gonna love chapter 10, Sandra. It's all about sports and um and what they mean. And it's all very interesting and fascinating. And it's crazy to showcase like non-white people as like, hey, look what they can do. And then that's it, you know? So it's so crazy how it's, they're using their collectiveness, if you will, um, to disrupt others. Yeah, and uh, it seems that like they really have no like qualms in doing so. Like they, they have been such a destructive force historically. Like, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Wait, I haven't known. I don't think the world has known like you know this amount of like destruction and death under the guise of um conflicts or or war until like white people became involved especially their instruments of war yeah and we have to understand always keep in mind the back of our heads that white people were the only people to drop a um, nuclear um bomb on um japan i don't think they needed to do that because i feel like germany had already um surrendered or they were about to surrender so I, I, I'm sure they, they knew they didn't have to drop that bomb on, on them peoples, but they didn't even drop it in, like, you know, one of the battles, though. They dropped it on the goddamn city. So I understand the nature of um, people classified as white, white supremacists especially. Can I say one more thing that I don't think is cool in the world? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Is that um, that the people that entertain you on TV that they get more money than the people that are in the grocery stores and that provide your food? That's why I don't think that's fair in the world. Like sports people, they get like football people, they get a lot of money. And the people that work in the grocery store, like my grandma, they don't get a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people who are um, racially showcased, like celebrities, they're called, they often make a lot more money than just regular workers or, or um, just to be blunt, than um, like other, other um, systems, other slaves in this system. Because under this system, white supremacy, everyone is, is basically a slave. Being, we we're treated like children. We, we, limited on our access and agency heavily. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was on the phone with DWP still. So, um, are we still talking about if we live in a harmonious society? Yeah, you, you can answer that question now. Yeah, yeah I feel like we really- Wait, also, Sorry, another part of the question was like, what do you like think a lot of people like the, I guess to break it down a question more, what do you think 
the black collective self-image is and a white collective self-image is? Oh, wow, that's a really good question. I might have to think about that one. All right, can you repeat the question one more time? Um, do you think um, this society produces um, behaviors, behavior patterns to, that are gonna promote like a harmonious society? And what do you think of the, what, what do you think of the white collective self-image and the black collective self-image? That's a loaded question, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's like an essay. I mean, I can answer the first part. I definitely don't think we live in a harmonious society. And I think it's even worse now. I feel like people are hyper individualized. Everyone sees themselves as like a product that they have to sell. Like people are constantly selling themselves, branding themselves. And it's like, we're constantly not just in competition with like other people, but like we're in competition with ourselves, like forcing ourselves to do more than we have the capacity to do just to like survive. And I think I don't even like I don't even know my neighbors as well as I would want to. And like living in a city, I'm just like, I don't know anyone really. <laughs> and that's there's a sense of like no community in that. Um, and in the other part, I feel like the white self-image on a superficial level is like they feel like they're the father to the world. They've like created everything, saved everyone from their like caveman lives is what they think. And like everyone owes them, you know, so we just have to always be their slaves or something because they say like without them, we wouldn't have anything. And for the black self-image, I think it's really complicated. But I think unfortunately, like the black self-image is too addicted to like being validated by white people. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. Very well said, Ash. Thanks for answering, Ash. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say, I wanted to say, um, in regards to like the harmony aspect or the harmony question, I don't think there could be any type of harmony because of the fact that we have white people in in these leadership roles who come from no harmonious background. You know what I mean? Since they don't come from any harmonious background, like I, find, I feel like um, there can be no uh, real, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I, I feel like there can't be any, that can't be, there can't be any real harmonious world until like everyone is living by that, you know, and, and setting that example. And I don't think um, with these people that are in control, they come from any type of har harmonious background. So like there can be no like harmonious world, if that makes any sense. Cause they're the leaders of the, they're, they're leading the world as far as like economically and, and um, uh, socially. So like you can't really um, uphold any type of harmonic values when you're not of that and no and no place in your history no place in your future and, and no place in your present right now i don't think that any white person is 
in I, well, like I can't speak for every white person, but I know that most white people are in a harmonious state. You know, um, as far as like the black image, I feel like it's convoluted in like what Ash was saying, like as far as like valid validation is concerned, like. Yeah. We're so intertwined with validation that we don't even know that we are looking for validation from our white counterparts. You know what I mean? So we start, it's, it's gotten so messy and the lines have gotten so blurred that you can't even tell people that like white supremacy is the reason as to why they believe in certain things or why they go about certain things the way that they do. And, and that's kind of like a scary thought. Um, but I mean, what was the other question? Black image. Yeah, I think I answered everything. Mm. Hey, both very good answers. All right, I think um, I think it's time to do some closing comments on chapter chapter three, unified field theory. Um, does anyone want to share? Share any closing comments or what you thought about the chapter? Do you think you um you understand the unified field theory? You get what she was getting at? Do you think it's something you're gonna be able to apply in your daily life when you're um when you um look at things, when you're watching things, when you're going about your daily life? I think. I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, BET works to oppress Black people because it says Black entertainment. I've read multiple times, and I, th <laughs> I think I've um, as a while ago that it's owned by white people, and Black people think that this is the way to behave. You know, in some cases because it says Black entertainment, but it seems like it's a trap. You know, mm. every TV oh, no, show. a lot of it. Black people <laughs> yep. know BET is not shit. I mean, it's just really there for your entertainment. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that in the... It, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. seen that in the boondocks. We've seen that in yeah. Yeah. so many snaps. But, but I, I think, um, Sandra, that's really important that you mentioned that because um, the BET is just one small symptom. Because what, what is BET? That what falls into the people activity of entertainment. You know, that's just one of the nine areas where racism and white supremacy is emitting racist messages 24-7. So entertainment, yeah, that's one of them. And the problem is a lot of Black people and non-white people aren't aware that most of the things in the entertainment area is racist and it's just gonna, it's just designed to inferiorize you. Like, um, yeah, they call it reality TV. Uh, I that's a euphemism i i think it's stupid tv and like it makes people dumb you mm -hmm. know and, and like yeah it puts it, it continues uh the the, the the state that people love being in which is like you know distracted and entertained i guess i don't know and um Actually, one of my favorite um, stupid shows, stupid TV shows, was um, Flavor of Love and, and Holy Crap. <laughs> that show inferiorized Black people, show Black people clowning and just being silly. Does that? And that's that's like 
well, that was that used to be is my favorite reality stupid TV show ever made because it's such a quality content, especially if we now if one was to decode that. Oh wow, this is just racist propaganda. Low <laughs> key, I believe that BET was like social media before social media because you had like you had like the Bad Girls Club, you had like Cribs, you had all these different things that like sort of quote unquote <laughs> our culture, but it was just kind of like kind of parading black people around to be these characters. Damn. Mm, yeah. yeah, the entertainment activity, a people activity just that's what it does. It makes us like, you know, caricatures, like furthers and unification. It's just not a good area to, to be involved in that much. Um, anyone else have I wanted to say something about that. Like, I was literally talking to my family about this, about how even like the adult women in our family like mimic the reality TV they watch in terms of how they communicate with each other. And I think we don't even understand how deep the programming is when you're constantly watching TV. And like a lot of people watch TV more than they interact with people now. And so then that becomes like your world and you start mimicking a lot of that really like toxic behavior. And seeing but I think, normal. I'm sorry to cut you off, Ash. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm finished. You're good. Oh, I was going to say, like, social media is that now, I think, you know, because we just have access to so many, like, things that sort of interest us or pique our interest. They just have, it just, the internet just has so much control over, not control, but just is analytical and has so much information on us that like you, they can just continue, it can just continue putting things that will continue to program and drive that message home for you. Now it's like, it's it's kind of crazy because at first we would have to like go on our, our, te- our television, like we would have to wait to get home to be programmed. Now we can like be programmed from just looking down at our phone, which is like, you know, kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it's the refining, the refining of white supremacy, white supremacy, technology, always used for that. Closing comments, closing comments, chapter, chapter three. Yes, I actually have something to, just for closing, um, to sum up basically everything that I've read um, with chapter three. Um, Just that last portion really hit home where it talks about the self and the group supporting Um, Just after reading this, or even before this, I started to implement different actions and behaviors in my own life um, to promote more of like a group supporting thing and not like an individual lifestyle. And then also not indulge or partake in any of the things that are like white supremacy. Um, Obviously, there's some things that I'm still working on, but like major things like getting rid of social media. I don't watch TV often, and if I do, or decoding it when the book club. Um, and there's just countless other things, like even just my thought process and then how, how I view things in life. So yes, um, I'm hoping this brings more harmony um, and group support within Black community. Are we still talking about like the technology? 
So we're just saying what we thought about the chapter, Z. Like okay. in the, the and we're closing out this discussion. Anyone else have anything else to share?